Hey everybody, uh, welcome to the Codex West podcast. Uh, this is episode 7B. Uh, I'm Johnny Paglino, and uh, Mark's with us too. How, what's up, Mark? What's up, man? Uh, Jacob is currently sleeping right now, so uh, because we decided he lives to... on like a you know on a on a vampire schedule. Yeah, he works at like three in the morning or something insane. So uh, we're recording this later in the day, and he said we should just go ahead and do it. So that's what's happening uh, today. We're going to talk about. Um, the Catalonian independent situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Mark was really, I mean, I, I find this pretty fascinating, um, but it, it seems like the way that people are talking about it, it's like, I'm like, I get confused on where my sympathy <laughs> should be. Yeah. For and, sure. uh, and I think it also, it's like, it's, <clears throat> it looks like it's turning out to be a situation that it, that has overtones of Brexit um or it's it's really evolving it's not for the same reasons but maybe they are for the same reasons well i think that it's more like a presentation of like the same underlying global movement yes you know this kind of like uh, separatist populism that's going on um and so yeah i think that there's there's definitely like uh lines to be drawn between what's going on in catalonia and what's going on uh with brexit and varying other movements Absolutely. And so I think this is a good conversation to have to really understand. And we're going to get into we're going to get into the history Catalonia a little bit and then uh, why uh, people I mean, why there's even a secession movement in the first place. And then we're going to open it up to um, more of a normative uh, discussion Mm -hmm. about whether we think it's a good uh, or bad thing that's happening. But Mark has a lot prepared about this. So I'm going to let you start off. Awesome. So. First off, I kind of wanted to just briefly say what the hell Catalonia is, right? So um, Catalonia is a northeastern part of Spain, right? Um, It's what they call an autonomous community, so something similar to an American state, right? Uh, Catalonia, though, is highly distinct culturally from the rest Wait, of Spain. just back up real quick when you okay. say is it is it really is it more like statehood or more like um like a puerto rico or like oh uh, no it's more it's 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 a statehood thing okay right all right so uh the autonomous communities in spain are uh that's their terminology for like the the function of a federalist state right it okay. has the same kind of um it has the same general effect. It's the same general concept. As, is there a level? Uh, is there like a bifurc? Is there like a bifurcation or like you know like? Yes, a, definitely. Okay. There, um, so, like for example, something that's uh, kind of unique to the way that um, Catalonia. Now, actually, I wish I had looked this up. I, I wonder if this is exactly the same for every autonomous area of Spain, or if Catalonia is treated a little bit differently. But uh, Catalonia has its own president, right? Uh, right. They, they, okay. it, it is the president of Catalonia. Right. Um, uh-huh. There, it has its own parliament. Um, all of its political parties are specific to Catalonia. Right. Um, uh-huh. I mean, there are like national coalitions, like you know, like throughout all of Spain, different uh, political parties from different areas will create coalitions. But you know, if you're voting for, um, if you're when you're voting in Catalonia, you're voting amongst um, representatives that are representing political parties specifically in Catalonia. Right. Right. And, okay. Um, and how did this come about? Like, what you say? There are other autonomous, um, what? Sorry, uh, autonomous uh, uh, communities. Communities. So the, 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 I mean, the, the, now this is actually that's actually a good question because um, Spain is actually an incredibly young democracy, right? Right. So um, 
incredibly old country, but yeah, incredibly old country, right? And also, here's uh, the thing: I mean, um, uh, our concept of what Spain is and what Spain means has like changed throughout the centuries, right? It, you know, it's right. like there were these different, uh, you know, it used to be three or four countries that were then, you know, uh, um, uh, integrated into one another over time. But specifically, um, the Spanish Constitution, for example, what we think of as the Spanish Federal Constitution was only adopted in 1978. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah. Fran- uh, Franco died in 1975, right? The, um, the far-right fascist uh, dictator. Uh, who is uh, right? Who is known for um, really uh, oppressing the Catalonian region? Yeah, and I mean like aggressively place. so because it was it was this whole idea. Now here's the other thing to kind of put in perspective, is that Spain is actually a highly diverse country, right? right. There are I think it's um, uh, I think there are seven. No, so that's what it is. There are five languages with co-official status uh, with Spanish, right? right? So there's Basque. There's Catalan, there's Galician, right? Um, there's okay. Valencian, there are a couple of other ones, right? Mm-hmm. So the, the thing is that Spain is actually far less homogenous than many of us in the States would kind of assume, right? Mm-hmm. Our general understanding of what we think of as Spanish culture. So um, in particular, like, you know, we'll talk about Catalonia because um, uh, Catalonia has always been a very wealthy region of the country, right? right? Um, it's where Barcelona is. Okay, um, they have a very distinct culture. They um, identify uh, as Catalan and not as Spanish, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I mean, you can see it even in like you know, heroes of Catalonia are considered Catalan heroes, even though we would miss uh, like misidentify them as being Spanish heroes. So like you know, right. uh, Salvador Dali, right? Gaudi, mm-hmm. right? Um, and all of the other, all of the, uh, you know, other great art, you know, artists and politicians of Barcelona, um, are generally considered to be Catalonian heroes. So there is like, you know, they have a distinct identity is what we're getting at. And that's kind of the tone that you want to set and, uh, when, when having this conversation, but on top of that, just to say like, you know, just to put it in perspective, the BBC has a timeline of Spanish Catalonian, uh, uh, relations that goes back uh-huh. to the ninth century. It's like right, yeah. it's like ten pages, right? Uh-huh. Um, it's it's completely insane. So I would suggest that people, you know, if you want to go and see just how like deep this history is, that's a good resource. It's very it's very straightforward. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I wanted to start off after just like kind of describing what Catalonia is, right? It's this very wealthy northeastern portion of Spain that has a very strong regional identity. Right. Mm-hmm. Then I want to talk about um, kind of a brief timeline of what's actually going on. I'm sure that a lot, you know, a lot of a lot of people are aware that there is some sort of separatist independence movement going on in Catalonia, but um, I'm not sure exactly how much you know actual context on what you know the the facts of the situation people have. So I thought we'd talk through them. Totally. So, yeah, let's get in. Uh, yeah. Okay. So um, like I said, the history of Catalonia and Spain goes back. Uh, you know, centuries and centuries, right? And mm-hmm. Catalonia has, on a number of occasions, tried to separate from Spain, right? Okay. Not not as, you know, not in, like, the modern contexts, because, again, like I said, Spain is a very recent um, uh, unified democracy. Totally. So this is, like, one of the first really big Catalan independence pushes of this, um, uh, I guess you would say, like, this permeation of the Spanish state, right? Okay. But 
in, over the centuries, there has always been a tension between um, desire for Catalonian uh, self-determination and Catalonian independence up mm-hmm. against the interests of Madrid, um, which is, you know, like Madrid is where, you know, the, the kings of Spain and the queens of Spain um, ruled from. You right. know what I mean? So the most recent spike in Catalonian independence fervor, right, was uh, essentially a direct result of this set of decisions by the Spanish Supreme Court in, like, 2006, 2007, mm-hmm. okay? So um, what's going Wait, can on can we is back that, up for a second? Yeah, Isn't for sure. there, when the, um, the Constitution for this iteration of Spain was made, wasn't it already the, um, wasn't there already, like, some agreement that uh there would be that the uh for like the elections of catalonia like that there would be like um an ability to secede at some point or something like that no not exactly no that doesn't that there isn't anything in the spanish constitution that gives catalonia the right to secede it's i mean this is also what we'll get to when we start talking about like despite what's going on the truth of the matter is that catalonia cannot under spanish law secede from spain right but that's like right yeah, that that's where we get into what what's a true constitutional crisis, right? Okay. So the thing is that um, the most re- you know what, what's going on right now is kind of a um, a reverberation from something that happened uh, in the you know in the earlier aughts, right? And um, uh-huh. each so each autonomous community of Spain has um, I mean at least in Catalonia they call it their statute of autonomy. Right. Other areas might call it something different, but what okay. it is, is it's kind of like their regional constitution to a certain degree. Like oh, it outlines okay. right. the procedure um, and powers and rights of the people and of the government. OK, it okay. also defines kind of like the when I say procedure, I don't just mean kind of internal procedure. I mean, the way that they deal with other autonomous areas and the way that the country deals with Madrid. You know, there's um, it, it's kind of a detailed document. It goes through a whole lot of it outlines a whole lot of parameters for the actions of the Catalonian regional government. Okay. Okay. So when this was passed uh, in, I, th- I think that it's um, there was a statute of autonomy before, but they um, revised it and made you know big changes to it in 2006. Uh huh. Okay. Okay. So um, specifically. The uh, the statute of autonomy was approved by referendum in 2006, and what it did was that it kind of unilaterally declared a whole lot of more more sovereignty than was allotted to Catalonia under the Spanish Constitution. Okay. Okay. On top of that, it also it also dictated like um, I mean, I'm you know I, I forget the specifics, but particular relationships between it and other Spanish communities. So um, it you know somehow modified trade that it would have with its um, southern sister, which is Valencia, right? Um, okay, which is another autonomous community. Now, what happened is that it's approved by referendum, okay, and it also not only does it uh, does it make unilateral statements of sovereignty regarding particular powers that the Catalonian government has, right? Mm-hmm. It also creates all of these legal requirements for the protection of Catalonian culture, right? So um, the only language that you can use in the Catalonian parliament is Catalan, okay. right? 
uh, you can't like you you can't give a speech in Spanish, right? It requires that you know it requires the teaching of Catalan in all schools, right? Um, yes, uh, you know the establishing funds and uh, agencies whose primary purpose is to promote and preserve Catalan culture. And the right. idea is that Madrid was not cool with this, right? Madrid was Madrid was not really cool with this because it was it, the main issues were that they were overstepping their constitutionally allotted powers. And wasn't right? there like some of this was like knocked out of the? It's like, exactly some... what happened. So okay. um, uh, what ends up happening is that the uh, the conservative party of Catalonia that's uh, 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 against independence. Right, mm-hmm. sues uh, sues in the Spanish High Court, saying that portions of the Statute of Autonomy are unconstitutional, and they're also joined by um, uh, other autonomous communities, specifically the ones bordering Catalonia, which are Aragon, Valencia, and uh, the Balearic Islands. I think that's how you pronounce it, right? Okay. Um, but so those areas join in the lawsuit. Then the in 2010, when it finally gets to the Spanish High Court, right, like four years later. The court mm-hmm. rewrites, directly rewrites 14 provisions of the Statute of Autonomy and dictates the interpretation for another 27 provisions, okay? So, okay. for example, when I say that they dictate the interpretation, that's like a very important – that's, you know, think about how much we talk about what the Constitution means, right? We've had these conversations a lot, right? Yeah. Um, so the Spanish High Court – dictates the interpretation of the Catalonian Statute of Autonomy document, okay? For right. a good example of what the what that means, like what the interpretation meant, I guess in the, in the first sentence of the uh, Statute of Autonomy, it refers to Catalonia as a nation, right? And mm-hmm. the whole point was that that was supposed to be a term of art. Like they were like, no, nation, we are separate. You know, you should call it the, you know, the the Republic of Spain and Catalonia. Do you know what I mean? Like right. it's, it, so that's what they were trying to get at. But the Spanish high court said that um, the word nation had no, uh, had no bearing on its interpretation and that it was just totally. like, you okay. know, a vapid term. So that's like a good example of the kinds of things that the court dictated, right? So okay. that's in 2010. After the um, after the court comes out and you know rewrites those provisions and interprets the the other ones, um, that's where you get the biggest spike in pro-Catalonian independence um, opinion in in okay. the region. So from 2011 through 2012, you know you're talking something like um, like you know 55 percent of the population oh, wow. was pro-independence or something, which is high. That's really high. I mean, that's the majority, right? There was a yeah. time when it was, I mean, maybe it wasn't as high as 55. It might've been just under, that's what it is. It's that it, they ask the question in like four parts. They're like, do you want to be separate? Do you just want more autonomy? Do you want to stay exactly as you are? You know, those different options. And during that time period, you saw the highest support for uh, Catalan independence, right? Um, and that's, and I think that, you know, it's like a common reaction that you know they they really uh, keep striving for greater autonomy, um, and the Spanish court just essentially said no fucking way, right? Um, uh-huh. So then in 2014, uh, the Catalonian government held a referendum uh, to see whether the population supported uh, declaring independence from Spain. In 2014, this happened originally. Okay, and. Okay. Uh, 
92% said that they wanted to be independent, right? Okay, that's I mean, what I was, I was confused. I thought you were saying in 2010 it was the highest it would ever be. Not no, that what I'm saying is, no, point. I'm yeah, saying, no, I'm actually yeah, I was saying like, that, I thought it was like 90 No, but that, there's a difference because here's the thing. The whole point is when they held a referendum in 2014, uh-huh. the Spanish government was saying that's unconstitutional. You can't, that referendum is, you can't even have that referendum, right? That's okay. unconstitutional. You can't even do that. So... Everybody who actually went to the polling places were obviously oh, pro-independence people. Oh, I see. So I when guess. I say that public opinion peaked in 2011, I'm saying that like surveying um, a significant uh, right. the sample, polling is going to be different. Than that's exactly then what's the actual referendum. Yep, that's exactly. really interesting. Right. So that's yeah. in in 2014. There was a referendum. 92% supported independence. Um, uh, in 2015, like, you know, a few months later, the Catalonian, uh, parliament, uh, uh, declared a plan to, uh, to become independent by 2017. Okay. Okay. Then in June of this year, in June of 2017, they announced that they were going to hold one more referendum. They were just going to double check, make sure that everything's cool. And they were going to hold it on October Uh 1st. Now the Spanish government immediately when the Catalonian, uh, parliament announces this is exactly the, my reaction that's yeah, that's illegal <laughs> i mean you just can't do that it's just like the, that's you 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 know you are a member yeah. of a cohesive democracy and a a fundamental tenet of operating in a cohesive state is that you can't leave the state like particularly unilaterally right you right. can't just say peace i'm out okay so the spanish uh-huh. government is very uh very angry Okay, because I mean, it's also it's also ridiculous. It's completely unconstitutional, right? Right. So um, they uh, so the you know the government in Madrid declares it illegal, and then starts to go and like arrest leaders of the movement and like steal ballot boxes and close down places. Right? I mean, like you know some real 1984 shit. Okay. It's funny but, that yeah. that is the response when your official response is already like this referendum is like would be nullified and that's why i think it's that's why that was a really bad idea you know what yeah. i mean like that it's was like, why a, even bother i don't understand why like i mean it, it didn't it did not make a lot of sense to me um but so october 1st they actually hold the referendum despite the uh government in madrid saying no and trying to take ballots away and all that stuff and the day of voting was just pure chaos you know what i mean right. hundreds of people like are getting arrested basically for trying to go vote you know what you I mean? Which is bullets. a bad look. Yeah. Whether or not it's illegal or not, it's like, dude, that's a bad look. You know, breaking look. windows <laughs> to libraries to go get ballots. You know what I mean? Yeah, it doesn't. Like, it's so uh, I can't even understand. Like, why? <laughs> I really did. I did not God. understand how that was happening. It was really bizarre to watch. And um, what, from what yeah. I understand from this referendum, it passed similarly with ninety to ten percent margin, but only forty-three yeah. percent of eligible voters went to the polls. Exactly. Okay, right. so it's like and a similar, a it's just a referendum, yeah. it's similar in, like, uh, results as mm-hmm. the 2014 one? Yeah, okay. and the thing is that, like, it was very similar in results, but, um, I mean, 43% turnout and uh, everybody who actually went to vote, you know what I mean? Like, that 43, yeah. 91% of 43% of the population is is probably close to the actual, like, aggressively pro-Catalan independence uh, group. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like the core yeah. group. I think that's like high, that's pretty representative. Um, so that was on October first. Okay. 
uh, 91% voting in favor of the people who actually voted. Um, so on this is this one, I, this part I actually found really funny on October 10th, right? Um, mm-hmm. uh, Carlos Puigdemont, who is the president of Catalonia. Uh, I, I, I think that's a great name, Puigdemont, right? It's, uh. It shows you just how different Catalan is from <laughs> from Spanish when you have a name like Carlos Puigdemont, you know? Right. But so, okay. Um, on October 10th, he signs a Declaration of Independence and then automatically suspends that Declaration of Independence and tells Madrid that he wants to, like, have a conversation. Okay? Right. And I love the reaction of the of the Spanish government. Their reaction was, what the fuck does that mean? Did, did, you, did you declare independence? Did you... Oh, wait, I, I need to get this straight. Did you declare independence or not? Right? And they're like... You what are have, you doing, bro? You, yeah, you have like a week to figure out whether or not you just declared independence or not. Right? Like, you got to figure this shit out. Okay? Which I thought was hysterical because like he yeah. signs this declaration of independence, suspends it immediately, and says, the Catalonian people deserve... The Catalonian people have, yeah. uh, have earned... The that's right some, to sovereignty and like what? What does that that's even some, mean? That's some like Trump level negotiation skills. Like yeah, we're, we're gonna do this, right? but like, maybe we what? won't. <laughs> what are you even talking about? Right? I don't know. So, um, so seventeen days later, <laughs> right? This is so yeah. funny. Seventeen days later is when they finally make it clear. So on October twenty seventh, not but a few days ago, uh, the Catalonian Parliament votes on the Declaration of Independence and approves it. Right. I think uh-huh. it's and so um, they approve their declaration of independence effectively unilaterally saying that they are a separate country from Spain. Um, the Senate of the Spanish like federal national Senate um, <laughs> not but like a couple of hours later, not even a couple of hours. I think it was almost automatic. I think they were holding these meetings almost simultaneously. They automatically take measures to establish direct control over Catalonia. Now, what does that mean? Okay. They evoke something that's called uh, Article 155 of the Spanish Constitution, right? And I actually have I have the English translation here, um, and I think that it's I think it's important. If a self-governing community does not fulfill the obligations imposed upon it by the Constitution or other laws, or acts in a way that is seriously prejudicial to the general interest of Spain, the government may take all measures necessary to compel the community to meet said obligations and to protect the above-mentioned general interests. It seems like it fits the letter. I mean, it literally sounds like exactly yeah. like what's going on, right? right? I mean, the community is saying that it's hard to get into some like interpretive like position. Yeah, where I mean, the only think, the yeah. only thing that's worth interpreting there, and the only thing that's getting argued in, um, uh, you know, by uh, Spanish uh, uh, lawyers and all, and uh, counselors and all that, is specifically like it says the government may take all measures necessary. That's not true. Like, there's gonna be limits on it, and then the question is, what are the limits, right? But yeah. what we're pretty what we're pretty sure is allowed is what uh, the prime minister of Spain did, like you know, uh, the next day. Okay, so mm-hmm. um, Mariano Rajoy is the uh, is the prime minister of Spain. He removes Puigdemont as president. He just sacks him. Okay, he dissolves the regional parliament, which is something that you can do in parliamentary 
um, systems. Like, that's like a whole power. You know, snap uh, okay. elections and all that shit. Sure. Right? That's dissolving parliament. Okay? He dissolves parliament and calls for new elections to be held on December 21st. Okay? Now, this is what's really interesting about this observation. So, he took, he removes Pujamon, he dissolves parliament and calls for the new election. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, this puts the pro-independence people in a really weird position. Because do they say that their declaration of independence was final and uh, Catalonia is independent now and therefore that like the you know the snap election being called is illegal this that and the other thing right and uh, just not sign up for the new election right or do they participate or do they the participate and actually because what would happen is that they're compromising uh the possibility that they would lose literally all control of the catalonian government to other groups that are anti-independence right yeah so they're now in this position where they have to decide what like what they're gonna do and you know they have to register within the next two weeks i think right so Uh that's like a big deal because um uh you know there's a number of political parties in uh catalonia um that support independence and voted for independence but now need to make a decision about what they're going to do right Mm -hmm. um and so that's really where where things are at now is that catalonia has supposedly declared independence from spain Right. But at the same time, the Spanish government is establishing direct rule over the region and is like, you know, dissolving their parliament and calling for elections. And now they're between a rock and a hard place to decide whether they, uh, you know, stay steadfast about independence and Mm -hmm. um, and possibly, uh, you know, compromise their control over the government. Or can you can you just like that seems so almost like a false uh like exclusive dichotomy or exclusionary like you can participate in the vote while still believing that like you should it you should be independent you can right? still like, believe that you should or be that independent, sh- you know but this is I the mean, idea it's sort of like in, yeah Go on, it's like a that? practical it's like practical to you know like i mean i guess this is my whole problem with this situation or this like is uh, this typifies my problem which is that like you can be pure and think that oh if i if i go and vote that means that my other vote was nullified but yes. what like we're already in like leak like there's actually no like you're already acting almost like in an outlawish way yeah exactly or an lawful yeah. way mm-hmm. so like if you're already outside of the law you can just participate in the vote it doesn't really matter like you're just playing like a practical move like okay i'll just we'll do this to make sure we don't lose control of our parliament but really what we're angling for is the independence to happen but if you're so pure then you're just gonna like probably lose out you're not really thinking well i mean what i'm saying is that the actual like the effect of participating in the elections is to concede that the declaration of independence did not actually make the region independent. That's different than having to concede that you think that it should be or shouldn't be. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But is that, what is that? Is that just an ideological concession? No, it's also like a legal one. What's the legal concession? um, So for example, like judges would then like have to take notice from that. Right. As being like an example of the fact that this was um, uh, that the, that the that the vote was not um, 
uh, I'm sorry, was not vo- was not valid and was void from the beginning. So what was, what I'm saying is that do you I think know that, that this would is happen like, though. Like if mm-hmm. like just like uh, I'm just asking from your yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, legal mind is if I mean does sitting out on this like would that make it any less constitutional? That first independent vote, like if a court looked and just saw that half the people had didn't that the exact other half of the population didn't participate in the parliamentarian snap election, mm-hmm. would they be in a position to? Would they be in any other evidentiary position that they could um, say that the original independent vote was constitutional in the first place? So I think like that to me, it I know like exactly. Yeah, and I think that you're right that it probably wouldn't come down to it wouldn't come down to that. Well, I guess what I'm getting at is that it's it's not that it's more like a legal function. It's probably more of a political one. Right. Yeah, so that this, was my point. Right. I th- and I think that you're right about yeah. that. Yeah, I, I, I think that I think that you're right about that. It's it's more of a, it's more of like a political strategy about um, having to ha- forcing them to make a particular like uh, proclamation of their position, uh, like totally. on the international stage. Right. And, and that was a genuine like question because hand. I don't. Yeah, that's no, like a genuine I, no, it was a question because question, I don't yeah. know. I don't know what the um, like the jurisprudential powers of the courts in Spain are. I mean, neither do I. And I think that you're probably closer to the answer specifically that, um, uh, that it's more of a, it's more of like a political game. It's, it's political strategy rather than being something that actually has some sort of, uh, some substantive effect on the situation. Right. Right. And And, I, I beg this question for, because I want to get into um, maybe some of the ideological problems with the secessionist movement Absolutely. in the first place. And I think um, that, yeah, and, and that was the end of kind of my outline of that stuff, right? Yeah. Um, I and don't, so, yeah, like, what are you going to say? I want to talk about, um, well, I, I sort of want to put brackets in this and table it for a little later because I think it's important to really look at um, first the really economic realities of this situation. So, so we're going to get right to that. I actually have, I think that this is a great way of transitioning real quick. So specifically, I wanted to give a brief explanation of like, why does Catalonia want to be independent? I think this kind of goes with the And it's going to, it's right? going to lead us right into exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. Okay? I mean, it's bad economics, but it's, it's yeah, exactly. like, we, but we so need to cover it. Specifically, Catalonia wants to be independent, not only because of its whole like, you know, deeply seated identity politics and yeah. um, the, this kind of, uh, uh, Catalonian nationalism that you see permeating the uh, the yeah. current political discussion there, but it is also because um, I mean the practical answer is because Catalonia is the richest part of Spain. It's uh, a fifth of their of Spain's GDP is just so, in the yeah Catalonian exactly. Region. It's a fifth of their it's a fifth of their GDP. Um, it and it uh, it's only so it, I mean it's kind of related. It's like sixteen percent of the Spanish population, which is close to a fifth of the population, right? But yeah. the problem, it, the problem is that you know there's another ten communities in Spain. It's obviously like it has way more wealth, and specifically, it pays to Madrid twelve billion dollars more in taxes than it receives in services and federal funding. Do we right. know what that's? Do you have any comparison to what that is like in terms, uh, like in comparison to California? Yes, you know yes, I actually do. So California is ninety nine cents to every dollar, okay? Which I don't okay. know what that equates to, but I do know that Catalonia is more like one twenty five, one thirty. So they. Oh, I'm sorry, it, I, I flipped those numbers. I meant to say that Catalonia gets back like seventy cents 
on every dollar they pay in taxes or even lower. Like and California really gets back 99 cents. cents. I, I thought that was cents. a lower number. Interesting. No, it, it, I looked it up because I was wondering the same. Um, it's only 99 cents, right? You hear Which, that a lot from Californians is how little back they get on the dollar. And it's that's just like not true. Sup- it's actually, I'm really glad you have yeah. that hard and, and, and also like, I mean, I'm highly unsympathetic with Californian independence <laughs> movements. You know what I mean? Like, I, like oh, to get like, off the back. Yeah, that's, I, I, I wanted yeah, to, totally. uh, I, I think it's important to compare these um economies oh we're about to we're about to get like dude i so let me finish this one thought so here's the thing like it's this very rich part of spain and their main issue besides their you know identity is this argument about taxes and about their wealth okay so Uh there are actually a number of other separatist movements around europe right now like proposed independence movements right and what's funny Mm -hmm. is that the trend clearly indicates that what we're looking at is not like you know so often in the past you used to think of like an independence movement as being like a subjugated um uh, and oppressed minority right so like some mm-hmm. sort of like insular identity that was being oppressed by the larger um and richer areas of the country right so you know like right. countries breaking off from russia and things like that you know declarations of independence that we you know would be sympathetic to tibet or like irish reunification right but Uh the thing is that um the movements going on in europe right now are overwhelmingly um centered around these very wealthy areas of countries that are getting essentially huffy and puffy about being the main financial drivers of their tax systems and of their countries. So specifically, um, uh, Vento, which is where Venice is in Italy. So Vento, Uh along with um, Lombardy, which which houses Milan and most of uh, Italy's finance and industry is centered in Lombardy. Um, They have always, they've wanted to be independent for a long time because they make a lot more money than Rome, right? Right. Um, Milan is a much busier financial center than Rome, right? So the thing is that, um, and then you see the same thing. So Flanders is the northern uh, Dutch er- Dutch speaking area of Belgium, right? Okay. And they are classically one of the most. This is actually really funny. Do you know that eighty five percent of diamonds in the world pass through Antwerp? <laughs> what? <laughs> Not eighty five percent of global diamonds. The only reason why I would even have like an inclination of that is from that one scene in the counselor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Checks out some diamonds. Yeah, yeah, and and isn't there isn't there like isn't that in in Bruges or something there? They talk about diamonds. I forget, but yeah, they, they, it is. It is the uh, the diamond district of Antwerp is the like you know the most important uh, diamond trading center in the world. Okay, and mm. what we think of as like market economics like is real like you know of trade really developed in northern belgium so they want to be separate from the rest of belgium right, right? and they have their own identity they speak dutch they don't speak um yeah. uh french right and so uh you the, see this the, also in bavaria which is southern germany that has um munich damn and stuff it's like this that. like wow that's yeah it's really uh that's frustrating <laughs> because mm-hmm. i think i think we can kind of get into this part which is that yep, like, that was the that, that was the end of my point i wanted if to you're make not, that comment yeah, if about, you're not like, reading why? this right yeah this is like a super right-wing position in my view like this entire like if you're seceding because you think that 
you are not getting your fair share economically like uh, that is such a like if this was in america that's such a republican position yeah it's a that sounds really conservative and reactionary yes you're basically already saying that like hey we deserve um to have more because we um Make put more. in more right yeah. which is like that's just like a responsibility doctrine mm-hmm. um, yeah and this is something you kind of like you could see how this becomes faulty when you start to really think of the picture in spain right now because if so like yes like they a, a, a fifth of the gdp happens in catalonia but were they to secede there would be this problem with the debt right where mm-hmm. um they also have their estimates are about 16 percent of the debt would have to like default back to Catalonia too. Not, yeah, that, for sure. And that would be like for like a, a new sovereignty, like a real nation state. One, mm-hmm. a lot of their, not all of their exports, but a lot go to Spain. Mm-hmm. And then the vast majority amount go to other EU uh, nations. Why that's an issue is that <laughs> for yeah. for a country to get into uh, the EU, it has to be an, an unanimous decision, which Spain would just clearly would ex- just clearly pr- push them out, right? Right. And so what's incredible? Yeah, go on. And Spain has allies too, so it's not yeah, like sure. you're gonna you know get anywhere with this. I mean, and um, no one, absolutely no EU member state supports this, right? In any way, all right. of them like, have no one declarations yeah. of not supporting the Catalonian independence movement. Um, right. Yeah. And then, so, and that's important too, because then there would have to be a, a complete, for like a new sovereignty uh, with already given all of this debt, probably, you know, I don't see why they wouldn't be <laughs> uh, I mean, given the debt. Then uh, yeah. uh, they need to renegotiate trade deals all over in this time span, which will hurt their economy. It's as if, it's, it, this is just showing just like from an economic picture. Yeah, it would hurt Spain, but mm-hmm. Spain still has four-fifths of their GDP. And yeah, they for still sure. Have all I mean, it would hurt Spain. It would hurt Spain a lot, right? This yeah. isn't, you know, this isn't to downplay what would happen to Spain. But, I mean, dude, just think about it like this. They couldn't use the, the euro. The next, yeah, it, let's say that euro. Spain concedes. Let's say that Spain goes, all right, you're independent. The next day, there is no Catalonian fiat currency, right? <laughs> the next it, day, dude. The next day. And all of their euros are like not tradable. I mean, yeah, you can trade them in Catalonia, right? But you yeah. know what I mean? They lose their protected value. They don't have like they don't have the pound. They right? exactly. Well, not only so, do they not have the pound, but they don't have they like the notes that they still hold. So like, you know, I have 100 euro in my pocket, right? That 100 yeah. euro is no longer backed by the European Central Bank. <laughs> like, right. Do you know oh, what that I mean? was it? Yeah, this their relationship with the central bank would be severed. Like yeah, it would be severed. I get what you're saying now. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that kind of just shows – I think there's more you could talk about, but that's just the economics where I think just on that level – like also um, a lot of the big banks in Catalonia have started moving out. Like already. Yeah. Because so, they – yeah. I mean, dude, markets don't like this fucking uncertainty. And, you know, no. Puigdemont like declaring independence, then suspending independence and like, you know, all that shit. No, right. no banker is going to be interested in dealing with that bullshit. I don't care like, you know, how beautiful Barcelona is. You know right. what I mean? And this, um, I think, yeah. comes back to, like, it, it seems the economics of this are pretty clear that it's just n- not a good move. Yeah, like, Johnny, you, you Johnny and I are both on the same page that this is a very bad idea. I have, yeah, I have a couple 
my, I, my incredulity comes from a couple of considerations, but this economic one ties into um, this, again, just like this ownership that the capital that you've accumulated and are um, investing and making mm-hmm. profits on, uh, it, it's somehow you're, you're deserving of it in a way that completely denies history or like the historical reasons why you were given this wealth, mm-hmm. right? I'm, I'm saying this because if you can clearly see that these the economics of this will not work in your favor, but you still think that you should be independent because you are you have more wealth and you're not getting your fair share. It yeah. shows that these people aren't prudent or like the there's, there's uh, yeah a that's a, yeah a good good word that's though, happening yeah. that really shows that the um it really shows the factors that are involved in uh wealth accumulation mm-hmm. in my view and that there are I mean like historically Catalan was a uh, a prosperous place oh yes it has always so, been very wealthy yes yeah so it's not like outside of like you know, it's not miraculous that they would at this point in time also have more wealth accumulation Mm -hmm. um so that's that bugs me because it just it it it's it's just ignorant in a way or like it's it's so you're bolstering your cultural identity with qualities that you don't understand why you have them and that is wow that's actually that's great i really do like that critique yeah that's my worry too with um the it 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 appears, and I'm not an expert, but it appears that um, the Catalan identity, mm. at least especially politically, has we're gonna say it again a platitude <laughs> um, of it's 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 plat their their um, independence is not it's it's platitudinal in the sense that um, they've wanted independence f- since like uh, like forever, right? Yeah, so centuries, in, centuries. Yeah, yeah. So. Realities change though, very drastically, very rapidly in those centuries. Mm-hmm. And if you're, if you are still as a people clinging on to this independence, it's clear that the independence that was desired in the 1920s would have to be revolutionarily distinct from the independence that you would want um, in, in, in a modern globalized hundred, yeah. yeah, like a hundred years later, it would just have to be different, especially with a globalized economy, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. I. I have disbelief that these politicians have anything more than political sentiment on their minds when they're so uh, fervorously uh, independent-seeking. Yeah, right? for sure. Because mm-hmm. it plays on these. You already see one. I think in a globalized economy, it's really important not to equate identity with politics because yes. you you know this. It's like. You just you just seen it in America. You see it in Brexit. Like whenever you really start ascribing qualities to your identity, that you once you elevate those qualities to like there should be political sovereignty, even though what you're really just talking about is cultural sovereignty. Yeah. Um. It can. It's it's completely hackable. We you know like people can really start playing on that and um, voting peoples are very emotionally uh, motivated. Sure. Totally. Yeah, and so this it's just it's scary to me because it seems like I haven't the independence arguments have been so weak and the fervor is so, so strong, seems so strong, right? Right. That yeah. I I get worried that it's just um it's 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 a cultural 
political nothingness. Yeah. You know, they're, 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 it's just senseless. And what's um, so funny about it is it's so, like, I mean, in, another thing that we can kind of get at with this is that, like, it tries to cast itself as being, like, a leftist movement, right? This is but, it. Okay, and, I, and this is I think so we should confusing. talk about the Zizek. Okay, yeah, the Zizek article, right? The Zizek, um, yeah, because, um, yeah, so he wrote a piece, and it he, he makes some interesting distinctions, which I mm-hmm. he confuses as hypocrisies. But they're just distinctions. Like we were talking about earlier, first he's like, you know, um, the left doesn't support um, Catalonian independence, but they abhor the police brutality. And then he calls that a hypocrisy, which I don't think it is. I think which I don't think be, it is. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, for sure. Um, and think I think that what he's kind idea. of getting at, I think that that was just like, that's like one construction of it. Like that's just one example of it. I think he's uh, he obviously is saying something bigger, which is specifically uh-huh. that like, very often we as uh, leftists and as social liberals, right, are very interested in protecting the rights of like the abused and oppressed, right? Right. Um, and in many ways we like to present ourselves as being pro-self-determination or something like that. I don't even know what that means anymore. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sick of, uh, <laughs> of this idea of, of like the words like that. I don't think that means anything. Like I don't even know what my identity is besides being like I think, American. I think that would be like in, in a, like a, political philosophical way self-determination would just be like a, a really bloated way of saying uh people should have liberty <laughs> yeah exactly right and i think that that's and, and you know uh wow controversial philosoph- statement you know what i mean yeah but it like, just yeah. it's just a way of like polishing your argument with philosophical jargon it, totally. it's really not more complicated than that but yeah i think um he's talking about ultimately there's it's sort of I don't I don't think it's a very cogent argument, so it's difficult mm. to really outline. Um, but the conclusion that he puts out is that really what we should be worried about is um, the EU not being strong enough that they would be able to take in um, these so you know so called oppressed people. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, that yeah. Want that want their own government. Um, Okay. Oh, but, the, like, but also, yeah, 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 for sure. But the other thing that he's pointing out is the fact that Catalonia is not oppressed, right? That's what, and, yeah, I yeah. guess that's why I was, like, putting it in, like, okay, I yeah, I guess the EU should be stronger, but, like, these aren't really oppressed people. They're just, um, there's, I I don't know, I, I guess I've really, said I, I think I, it's, I, like, I, a cultural I see, or political... So, yeah. And it, what's also funny to me, the thing that I kept thinking was that, like, I had mentioned this at the beginning, like, Spain is an incredibly diverse country. Right? right, way more than than most people who live in the United States or in Canada probably like know. Right, and because I'll just like, say, having yeah. been to Spain, like the differences are not a, they're not at they're not prima facie obvious. Right, like yeah. really, I went there and it just took like I met some people who uh, lived in like um, Barcelona and tried to ask them about the politics there and then when i went to like san sebastian i did the same and like Mm -hmm. it was just very confusing and it didn't seem like really obvious what was happening and like just the only thing i could really tell were like the cultural identifiers but in terms of like political sentiments it was just very unclear for me like i didn't come away with this lucidity that i'm having in this conversation and and it's and the yeah which is funny right because the other side of this is also that like you know when we talk about it being diverse i mean like you know the Bosque, right? So, the, right. Uh, Bosque country That's where is where San, San Sebastian, Sebastian and, yeah. yeah, and Bilbao, right? Um, right. They, I mean, dude, they are 
their culture is more connected to like pr- like proto um, Indo-European cultures. Like their their culture is so ancient; it is far older than Roman like Romantic Spain and Catalonian culture. Right? Okay. I mean, yeah. like the Bosque, you know, the there was a Bosque independence movement that like set off bombs and shit like that in the early two thousands. Right? Mm-hmm. Like there was like you know they they were. Um, they were in many ways uh, supported by and connected with the IRA um, in Ireland, right? So the thing is mm-hmm. that like Spain has gone through these kinds of things before because it is an inc- it's so there is a lot of cultural distinction uh, in this in the in the country five or seven different languages and you know amongst all of these regions with varying cultures and like you know highly identified like passionate about their identity but the thing is like when i was hearing all this stuff about catalonia all i could stop thinking was like catalonia is like yeah i get i get it barcelona all that stuff it's not like that special from how special all of spain is do you know what i mean right like yeah. it's there's nothing like particularly um like different if anything spanish culture and catalan culture are far more similar to one another than either is to bosque culture right you, yeah. you know what i mean yeah so totally the, yeah and so I, I i thought that there was like i thought that that kind of fell apart at certain times it's just like you know come on you're yeah you're catalonian but like you're catalonian and you're spanish it's like being a new yorker and being an american i don't understand what the problem is do you know what i mean I, yeah totally and I think like we our sympathies when we see police beating students that we yeah. immediately like want to have a response because those are symbols of oppression. But like on the greater you know political level, it's not really oppression. And then like you have to ask like why is P- Putin supporting? Oh my god! You know what my favorite fact is? Right? The only uh, three. The only three countries in the world that have formally accepted catalonian independence are three russian puppet states that are themselves like proto separatist states in ukraine and georgia right it's like it's like dude come on come on do you need more than that that's hysterical you know what i mean um and it's clear that like this is i mean this is exactly what you know like the, you know, Russia, like, I, I'm not trying to be, like, Russophobic or whatever people would uh-huh. want to call it. You know what I'm saying, though? Like, you know, Russia is trying to reestablish its um, its global position because it feels threatened by the power of the EU and of China yeah. and of the United States. And they, to, and they are yeah. very interested in fostering um, some instability um, on our kind of, like, fundamental, um, uh, uh, you know, systems of authority. Right. Yeah. And so like that's, you know, Catalonian independence is something that Putin really likes. You know, he like, you know, oh, yeah. the Catalonian people should be able to like, you know, self-determination and like, you know, but he's really, t- <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's so funny to even. think. Yeah, about. I get I guess I want to kind of revise something I said earlier, which is that this is a very right wing uh, sort of situation or I, I could come up with a better word. But yeah, um, I almost want to say it's more like a extremist position because I think why people on the left also can have sympathies for Catalan is that um or Catalonia sorry is that there's a you know cultural culture matters on the left a lot in a way yeah. that um it's usually outstretching to like you know it's supposed to be about like oppressed minority classes right mm-hmm. but in the process, a lot of um, 
false equivalencies happen or just like it becomes something where it's just if if it appears that someone is being oppressed culturally then that's an injustice even if like deep down it doesn't matter like or deep down there's a different story Mm -hmm. um and so and and the thing there's a way yeah yeah i think like i guess the point i'm trying to make with the right wing and the left wing is that like there was a reason why Jill Stein was like with at dinners with Putin, right? Uh, like, yeah, there, for sure. There's some way where like if you like extremism itself is secessionary, right? Like mm-hmm. um, if if you are on an extreme, you are clearly not being located where the majority of people are. Like that's yeah, sort of I guess point. that it's not secessionist; it's separatist, yeah. right? It's separatist, yeah, right. It um, just it yeah. it can in certain political situations. Uh, manifest itself as secessionist, right? Totally. Like, mm-hmm. um, there's a reason. Like, I, I Calif- if the people who want California to secede are generally not the conservatives of California, yeah, right? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, but it's funny how just because you're on the left side of like mainstream politics, like it's still generally those secessionist mu- movements in California are like completely just extremist in. Uh, sometimes in right-wing ways the fact that they Mm -hmm. think they're getting they're losing out on money like why do why if you're a democrat why do you care about that yeah for sure that's the point exactly what's your problem the cultural the cultural and uh like identity aspects and belief structures end up mattering a lot more and Mm -hmm. that can happen on both sides it just turns out that i think um well, I don't know. Like, it's hard. I, it, it's hard to totally put what's happening in Catalonia in terms of left or right wing because I just don't t- entirely know the politics there. Um, so, um, I actually. So, uh, what I had looked up. This is what's. Uh, this is kind of funny. So there is. Um, uh, there are, th- like, I mean, there are a lot of parties that support. I mean, there are a lot of parties in Catalonia, so a lot of them support yeah. an, uh, um, an independence movement, and many of those that support independence are. Uh, left-leaning political parties, right? Um, right. And you know, uh, Puigdemont is uh, a is a member of one of the main liberal parties, but that liberal party is um, uh, uh, is is in a coalition with a more centrist conservative group, right? Mm-hmm. But the vast majority of conservative political parties in Catalonia are um, against independence. Right, which is interesting mm. because it, it, that's just like it, it kind of runs counter to some of the things that we ha- that happen in the U.S. when we talk about you know Texas secession and shit like that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they because they love to talk about that, right? But right. the thing is that like, um, uh, what was I going to say the um, oh yeah, so what's going on with these the main parties supporting independence is that many of them kind of lean to the left, right? What's funny yeah. is that one of the most like vocal groups. Uh, for Catalonian independence and the people like at the forefront of the student movement supporting uh, supporting independence is this um, I forget what it stands for it's the CUP right say um, uh-huh. right um, but uh, yeah I can find, I can find the name just so I make sure I have it uh, popular unit uh, unity candidacy that's what it is um, okay and they are pro-catalan independence they are far left right 
and uh-huh. with and they only have like four seats in the Catalonian Parliament, right? But they are some of like the on the, like some of the most vocal like on the ground organizers of like the protests, movements, and everything that's been going on uh, from young people. Okay, uh-huh. uh, and one of the things, and this is like kind of like a a problem. I mean, this is what's so funny because like, you know, it's a bunch of young people that have a political party. Right. And there's this like, you know, just to show like what kind of like uh, traps you can fall into when you're a little too big for your britches. Right. Um, uh-huh. Is that there's this, there's this uh, video of one of the leaders of uh, CUP wearing a shirt that says, open your fucking borders. Okay. While she is talking about drawing new borders and like stopping their products coming in and like cutting themselves off because they're going to keep trying to steal our shit, right? She's wearing a, an open your fucking borders shirt while saying this shit. Aye, aye, aye. Oh my God, Johnny. It was really funny to see. Be, I mean, it's really hysterical. And that's like a it's just great you get example. hysterical without, yeah. It's the yeah. problem with hysteria in politics mm-hmm. is that you can just, I mean, it's the same thing with like, you know, government take your hands off my social security yeah for sure or my medicare or whatever but yeah i guess the point is that like yes like you can once you get to the extremes right really far on the spectrum the the, this it almost closes in on itself so like the far right and the far left can like make unholy alliances (laughs) but i know what's dangerous about it is like the great enemy right now is are like right wingers right like Mm -hmm. i mean like you you have autocrats that are in power and so yeah. it's not it's just not wise to make these cultural what you what you're seeing as cultural alliances with uh people on the other side of the spectrum when really <laughs> what they're trying to do is just raise like they're trying to make economic uncertainty happen so that they can rise as the strong stable power yeah know? exactly right yeah. and i mean the other thing is that like it's it, it's funny because um the uh the the like you know the government in madrid like the spanish government is pretty uh-huh. far right right now right but when uh-huh. we say far right in europe you're not talking about far right you're not talking about like american far right you don't even know what right. far right is you know what i mean <laughs> Um, Jesus, but the thing is, I mean, is they that, got Nazi parties. Uh, I mean, they too, have Nazis. They had Franco. <laughs> I, I guess. I guess. I'm. I guess. It, you know. I'm probably. I'm probably being reductive, but um, uh, you know what I mean. Like, it's. It's just kind of yeah. funny to me that like they're not actually all that far right. They're not that crazy, and like these, you know, young Catalonian freedom fighters make it seem like you know they're coming and stealing their babies to put them in, you know, brainwashing camps, you know, like it's just, that's not what's happening. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's not, that's just not, that, happening. that is uh, not what they're uh, doing. Right. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. And it's, and, and so not I think that like, I can, I, I can kind of wrap up my whole like position on this right now is that like, not only is this just like a really bad idea for Catalonia? I mean, the economic crisis that would result in Barcelona would be unprecedented. Money wouldn't be money would be all but valueless, right? Because it's yeah. not supported by the central bank anymore. There would be a, you know, like a 30% drop in economic growth and it's something like 70% of their GDP would be subject to new tariffs that it would have to uh, negotiate with each individual importer, right? So that alone tells you that you cannot you can't do this. You will literally, your country may collapse in on itself, 
right? Right. But on top of that, not only is it just a bad idea, it's really um, uh, the the driver, the motivation behind the movement is highly problematic in yes. a kind of like grander sense. Rather than just it being a dumb thing to do, it is also a highly questionable, like, um, ethical and theoretical thing to do. Right? Right. Um, and, and so I think yeah. it's it's fine like if you have like sympathies for seeing um, a group of people want to do something that by law is and like economic realities is not like mm-hmm. possible or like it's not <laughs> prudent. But I don't I don't I think there are better fights to fight in this situation. You know, like there there worse atrocities <laughs> happening than yeah. some uh, like a rich province not being able to be separate even though it apparently they would want to for whatever reason it sounds so like snooty right like it makes it makes it sound like so pouty and like you know um like like, oh humph you know like yeah i don't get candy (laughs) even though like you'd get less candy in this situation so you know i think you know if you're sympathetic maybe don't be so sympathetic. D- yeah, Let's exactly. Put those energy right? somewhere else. Yeah, d- yeah. Um, don't like, be don't be so sympathetic. Maybe put your sympathy somewhere else. <laughs> Look at the hard facts. Yeah, and I mean, it's but, just uh, like there. You know, it's it's funny because I have friends who. Uh, so it's it, I have a friend who I mean, well, like you know, not to name names, but you know Chapman and Chapman, my friend will. Um, you know make these jokes about like pro Catalonian independence, but that's because he like you uh, know went out to a bar in you know barcelona with like a bunch of catalonian people that were like oh you got it you know i'll tell you all about independence right oh, and yeah. probably like gave him like a very uh uh you know <laughs> biased opinion on the subject right uh, but um yes. i think it's one of those things that when you look into it you realize that like not only is it a bad idea but it's also kind of wrong you know it's just wrong and it, it, it's just fashionable to like uh support it mm-hmm. but i don't i just think it's wrong I just think it's wrong, wrong, wrong. Yeah, wrong. I think it's wrong no on all fronts. No yeah, <laughs> it's just wrong. It's a, it's just wrong. It's wrong. just wrong, wrong. Like it's wrong and it's wrong. It's, it's wrong, wrong. So that's the official Codex West <laughs> opinion. opinion on this subject. <laughs> but um, I think we'll close it here, uh, and we'll see you on Friday, hopefully, yeah. where we talk about. Uh, I think we're gonna talk about charity, charity. Yeah, which is good. Yeah, I think we're gonna do it in a. Interesting we brought way. up. Uh, we brought so. up Zizek today. And I'm going to have to bring up Zizek again for charity. It's going to happen. That's it, it, Stay tuned for more Slavoj Zizek. <laughs> the, the, welcome back to the Slavoj Zizek Appreciation Hour. I, I'm your host, Mark Quivoa. <laughs> it's all ideology, don't you see? <laughs> the name of this trash can is ideology. <laughs> Mark probably could do a really good impersonation. And so, so we'll on and so on. <laughs> I guess we're not going to save it. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh... All right. Anyway, we'll see you uh, on Friday then. Uh, I'm Johnny. That's Mark. And uh, (laughs) we'll uh, we'll see you. All right. Bye-bye.